Hello everybody and drum roll, happy Christmas. Unless it's Merry Christmas for you, if that's the way you say it. <sighs> Thanks be to God. Now, of course, you might be watching this when it's not Christmas, in which case, happy whatever time of the year it is. Here he is, little image of the baby Jesus. I keep him on my desk, as I think I've told you before. Mwah. My little thought for Christmas is that Jesus, who's the Son of God and God himself, was born in a stable. That's it. Drop the mic. Jesus came to a stable. So if you imagine Mary, Joseph and Donkey, I always think of Donkey, rocking up to the stable. They can't get into the inn, normal accommodations. So they're in this stable, cave, you know, and they're sharing the space with animals. St. Joseph sets about cleaning the place just getting it ready, trying to get a space. It's St. Joseph fixing the place up, you know, so that's got to be pretty impressive. He was a, a tecton in Greek, which doesn't just mean a carpenter. It means a, kind of like a whole construction worker. So well able to fix place up, but he has, you know, a couple of minutes to do it. And even if he had a year to fix the space up, he'd be fixing up a stable. How amazing could you make it look? Even if it was the finest palace, the most beautiful house on earth that has ever lived, compared to heaven, it's all just a stable. It's all just a stable compared to the glory that Jesus left. And Jesus left it and came to a stable. And for me, this is just such a beautiful image of our souls. The descent of the second person of the Trinity from glory into my nothingness, down to me, down to you. It's breathtaking and it takes visual form. We see some, we can grasp something of it in our very, very limited minds. We grasp something of the unspeakable enormity of this leap, this great, tremendous leap. There is a beautiful word in the book of wisdom. And I might have read this one to you before, but you know what? I don't really care. <laughs> if you don't know the book of wisdom, I highly recommend it. We don't need new teachings. We need new reminders. This is chapter 18. Now, in the context, it's actually about the angel of death being sent during the Exodus to kill the firstborn of the Egyptians, humans and animals. But it can be applied to Jesus. And I love that. And you, you hear this in like songs. It's on like Christmas cards. It says, For while gentle silence enveloped all things, and night in its swift course was now half gone, the all-powerful word leaped from heaven, from the royal throne, into the midst of the land that was doomed. Isn't that beautiful? For while gentle silence enveloped all things, a night in its swift course was now half gone. The all-powerful word leaped. We will never grasp the infinite gap between God in his perfection and us in our nothingness. And that he leaped down to us, into our humanity, I've heard it said, I think it was in one of my theology classes, if you or I were to become a worm, we would not have descended as far as Jesus did in taking on our humanity. And to realize this, like, let's say you were like king of the worms and you, you loved your worms, you had a beautiful worm farm, but you wanted to communicate with them and you, you know, whatever, <laughs> some imaginary situation. Like, oh, I want to become worms. Like nobody loved worms that much that they would give up their humanity and become an animal that's completely incapable of loving or thinking and just eats dirt and uh, that sort of thing. God did this for us. He so loved you that he emptied himself. It says in Philippians 2, Though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself 
and took on the form of a servant. He emptied himself. In, in Greek, kenosis. It's total emptying. This is what we celebrate at Christmas. In the world, the place on the, the dry part of the world, not the sea, the dry part of the world that is the lowest, the lowest place on earth below sea level, apparently, is at the Dead Sea. That's why no rivers flow out of it, because they'd have to flow uphill, and rivers don't do that. Not usually. It's the lowest place on earth within Israel, the Holy Land, to which Jesus came. It actually represents the lowest place on earth. For me, again, that just really, really speaks to me. That speaks to me of Bethlehem and, and the crib. Jesus came to the lowest place. And this is what happens in Holy Communion, because no matter how well I prepare my heart, it's still just a stable. Compared to what he came from, every time he comes into my soul, he has to empty himself. I could never be worthy enough. But you know what? He accepts me. He accepts you. In all of our just poverty, and I'm not worthy that the King of Kings should come here. And he does, and he does it over and over again. Jared Manley Hopkins said in a beautiful poem, the Blessed Virgin Mary compared to the air I breathe. And he said, from her he did take flesh, and he does take fresh and fresh. This process of the incarnation of Christmas happens over and over and over again, that he continuously gives himself to souls, does he not? At every moment, we believe that God gives sufficient grace. That means right now, even if you're not a believer, God is he's looking at you with love, and that means he wants the best for you, and he gives a thing called sufficient grace, which means you have enough grace, enough divine help in this moment to take the next best step towards God. And maybe that's not to fall on your knees straight away and give your life to Jesus. I hope it is. Why not? But maybe it's to say, huh, maybe, huh, maybe there's more to this Jesus thing than I thought. There is so much more to it. He really is real and he really loves you and he wants to prove it to you. If you let him, will you let him prove it to you? Would you do that? Would you give him that gift this day when we remember his birth? Would you give him the gift to say, do you know what, Jesus, if you're real, come get me and he will plunge and he will keep plunging brothers and sisters he will never stop if you are open until the moment you take your last breath he will never stop chasing after you please open your heart let him in more if you already have let him in let him in again i always need more of you he is continuously pouring himself out in grace and love and especially in the eucharist if you're a practicing catholic brothers and sisters i really encourage you celebrate the, the eucharist at least every sunday definitely on christmas do it as regularly as you can to receive this unbelievable gift of the descending one of the one who threw everything everything away for you you are his treasure will you give him that treasure go on my little baby jesus can't wave we'll just pretend Bye-bye. God bless you guys. Happy Christmas.